podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest and possibly long-awaited edition of The Life of Birds. Um, I'm back and I've got two excellent guests with me uh, this afternoon slash evening in a lovely sunny uh, part of the UK. Um, welcome our regular contribution contributor, I should say, Molly. Hello, Molly. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. And uh, a new guest for us this time round. Welcome, Amy Kate, all the way from Southern California. Welcome aboard to Liverbirds. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're delighted to have a new voice on the pod with us. Um, so, before we get started, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Amy Kate? How did you come to be um, a Liverpool fan all the way over there on the West Coast? Sure. So, um, I don't know if, you, if everybody knows, but in California, or at least when I was growing up, girls played what we called soccer. And I remember when I was four, my mom put my brother into to soccer and I had to sit on the sideline and I cried because I wanted to play. I don't know what it was. I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with the soccer ball. I just couldn't wait. I was like the worst year of my life at four. And um, five years old, I'm like, it's my turn. It's my turn. And I've been obsessed. Like it's my first love. Um, and just played all through high school and, and, and you know, through my whole life until my um, mid thirties because of injury, I stopped. Uh, and then in, um, you know, in watching women's world cup in 91 and the, and the U S winning, I, it's, it's always been that sport has always been like everything to me. And, um, 98 cable, you could get, um, football on TV through, um, cable. And I found it in English and in America, or at least in, in California, You'd get it in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish and all I would, you know, it was just confusing for me, but I would just turn off the sound and watch the match. And I, I discover, you know, English football and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is English. It's amazing. I'm watching everything. I see Liverpool. I don't know what it was about it, but I just was drawn to Liverpool. I was fascinated with the way they played with, with the team. I didn't know much at that point about it because social media and all that stuff wasn't around. Um, mm. I, I saw Stevie for the first time and I was like, this kid's got something. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just loved it. And I just, I feel like Liverpool drew me in and I'm a huge Beatles fan and, you know, growing up listening to the Beatles and they're from Liverpool and it was kind of like seal the deal. I, I, I was a girl that wore red, you know, I didn't <laughs> like blue. So, I mean, there's just these stupid little things that just kind of all fit. And then more and more I um, followed the team. I knew you know, I learned about the history and, you know, I just, I don't know, Liverpool's a part of me and it's not just the club, it's the city. I've been to the city multiple times. 
Um, I feel like it's my second home. I feel like Liverpool's a part of who I am, even though I'm not a scouser. I, I, um, it's a, it's a big honor when somebody tells me I'm an honorary one. Um, <laughs> it's, it, you know, but as, as an American girl, I mean, um, that's kind of what you did as a kid. And, and so it's not so far fetched that I became, a, um, a football fan. I think it's just, you know, um, you know, as, as a female, I, I think a lot of us did kind of fall for that, um, sport, yeah. but for me, um, you know, just, it's been over 22 years and I, I can't imagine my life without Liverpool and, and everything around my world is somehow connected to the team and the city and the people. That's so that's fantastic. me. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. And we're, we're delighted to have you. And, and the thing about um, football is it absolutely is tribal and we're, we're all part, we're all part of the same tribe. So whether, you know, whether you're born there like Molly um, and brought up in, in a household, whether you, um, you know, discovered it uh, at some point in your life, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a London girl born and bred, but you know, for whatever reason, then there's not really an interesting story, sadly. Um, at the age of six and a half, I decided Liverpool was my team. You know, there were a lot of teams that were a damn sight closer, but I chose Liverpool. And, you know, once you pick your team, you can't go back so, uh, for better or worse. And generally, it's been for the better. So anyway, we're delighted to, <laughs> we're delighted to have you along with us. Um, so let's uh, let's kick off and, and get started. So there's been a lot in the news over the last few weeks. We're, we're obviously in the middle of a, a global pandemic. So um, before we start talking really about Project Restart um, for the Premier League, um, how, how have we been coping with uh, lockdown? Molly, let me let me start with you. Uh, are you back in the UK or are you still in lockdown in um, Kuwait? No, we managed to get out last week. Um, it was quite intense in Kuwait. Um, they went full lockdown, um, so you couldn't go outside at all. Um, I think you had like a two-hour window, but you could only kind of go on your block. And in order, right. to get grocery, in order to get groceries, you had to book an appointment online using your wow. civil ID card and only go to one specific shop. No taxis. Um, so it's quite a walk for us uh, in the heat. Um, yeah. And we were in a two-bedroom flat on the third floor, no balcony, no no way of sitting outside. So we were literally... In we've been really inside since March, um, and then the sandstorms came along, <laughs> so then it was hard to have your window open, um, and so that was fun. And then, um, we've basically we've been teaching online our full timetables since then as well. So it kind of they they, they brought some holiday forward, thank goodness, and we we managed to get a flight home last week. And so we're in like full holiday mode now. Like it's difficult to describe. Like I'm staying with my my dad, um. Yeah. But there's like there's grass, <laughs> being outside. We've got beer. 
like <laughs> I can't explain it we're in full holiday mode it doesn't feel like I'm sat at home <laughs> it, it just because in comparison it's it's such a, it's so much better than what we've been doing for the last few months so we're very chill right now <laughs> well I'm, I'm delighted you managed to get out you're you're um you're having, you know, you're, you're having a, a, you know, a limited, a limited version of, of what freedom looks like. Um, <laughs> from the other, from the other side, sort of having been in the UK for the for the whole of the lockdown, and I, I, I would say it's, you know, the vast majority of people have been pretty good, but, but I, you know, of personal opinion, I think the way it's been managed is a shambles. But hey, we are where we are, so we will. We will see. We will see where we get to um, with with the sort of slow lifting of restrictions over the coming week. What's it been like uh, in California, Amy Kate? Because I heard that they they were. It seems to be a kind of real state by state thing. And and I'd heard that California would put quite strict restrictions in in comparison to some other parts of the country. Yeah. Well, actually, before I get onto that, I actually so I run. Um, I, I'm the founder and and. Um, chairman of of the official Liverpool Sports Club of Carlsbad and the Bournemouth game we had tickets so we had a group of us there at the match I was actually at the last match before it went down and I was also at the Champions League match um yeah so I was on oh wow okay so so I um I was in Liverpool when this all happened and um you know I wasn't actually at home and I'm getting all these messages from my group going, what's going on, you know, and, and I felt like Liverpool was, people weren't as concerned, like the Bournemouth game and everything. We, it was business as usual. Um, you know, Wednesday for the Champions League game, there was a lot of talk and everything, but that's kind of after the match, which I look back now, I should have never been at. Um, No, I I shouldn't have been. More to the point, Atletico Madrid fans should have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I remember that night I was with a bunch of people. We ended up, you know, kind of in a, um, a bar down in, in the city center. And we we're like, this might be the last time we're, we're going to be able to all do all this stuff because we're getting all our phones are pinging with everything going on. And then, um, I was heading down to Bristol to, to, um, and very, good friends with and close with um, a former Liverpool player named Nick Tanner. So I was going to go spend some time with him and in Bristol. And it was like, at that point, I'm like, how am I going to get on the trains? I mean, it was, it was chaotic. And I spent about five days there with him. And then had, we had to get me back to the United States because I was supposed to stay longer. I came home five days early and it was chaotic going through the airports and, you know, two trains, two planes and, and an Uber home. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. So I got, finally got home after over, I think it was like 26 hours of travel at that point, just because of the, everything being crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I, I put myself in lockdown because you were supposed to, you were supposed to do yeah. 14 days. Um, and I just, yeah. So, so I, I got home the next morning. I went to the store because obviously I'd been gone. So I had nothing in my house. So I went in grocery store, bought loads of food and everything that I thought that I would need. And then I never left the house and I ended up being 16 days because I just waited till the weekend. Um, but I do have a balcony so I can go outside. Um, I, I, I was shocked about people. I still don't understand what the deal is with no toilet paper. You can't get toilet paper. You can't, you know, it was, it was this very bizarre 
feeling and, and it, I felt like people were in panic. Um, it just, yeah. it was really strange. Um, for me personally, I, I enjoy my own space. I don't mind. I'm a people person, but I also being a Gemini of the other side of, I like my alone time. So I liked having my own space, but I did miss, you know, my friends and, and, you know, meeting up with the Liverpool Splurge yes. groups. So what we ended up doing, um, and not only with, with the whole thing with my supporters group, we also, I'm a, one of the um, partners of CopCon and we were supposed to plan um, the 18th through the 21st, we were going to have CopCon in Vegas. So a bunch of us just decided to get on a Zoom call. And for last night was the 11th week that we have people um, from all over the world joining us. And we just all came together on Zoom and it's been like a, a godsend. We've got to know people from, you know, that we didn't know already or we were friends with and we'd add new people on. And that was kind of the, the way we got through it was being able to connect with other people um, because there's people that are alone, but yeah. um, for the most part, people were really good. Um, the parks, the beaches, everything was in lockdown in California. You were allowed to walk. Um, if you wanted to get some exercise, take your animals out, whatever you were allowed mm -hmm. to go to the grocery store. Everything else was closed. Um, they did start opening up food, like different takeaway. Um, but it, it's just, a whole new weir weird experience. We're starting to open up now. This Friday, they started opening up some of the shops. We're in phase two. Um, but we'll see what happens because um, I'm also seeing people not taking this seriously and thinking this is a hoax and, you know, protesting. And I'm going, this is not a hoax. This is real, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think we, we, to, waited too long to do the lockdown. I think there's a lot of things we could have done better, but you know, it is what it is and we just need to get on and, and try and find the new normal. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I, I think it's been, it's been really interesting seeing how people um, have reacted. And like I say, the, the vast majority of people I would say in the UK have, uh, um, have sort of behaved really well um, and have adhered to the to the lockdown rules and the guidance and stuff. Um, you know, there's been issues in recent weeks um, with just some some bizarre stuff. So um, they did the 75 75th anniversary of VE Day. Um, yes. And you know, and the, there were people doing congas and and like having street parties and and you know. And it's just just bizarre and then we're going oh you know it's it's fine and you're thinking we've got a global pandemic and the most important thing for you to do is to celebrate the end of the second world war in europe when actually you probably weren't even born um <gasps> and actually sure. what what you want to do is have a conga with somebody in a street so it was all very some some really kind of weird stuff going on um but I I had um, so that we had done a uh, we were in the process of moving offices in, at my work so we'd been asked to pack up for a week um, and get all our stuff and they were moving our crates from one building to another but it was a sort of domino effect so there were um, multiple bits of the organization that were having to move from one point to another point to another point so they basically said um if you can work from home for the next week because there's not going to be enough desks and we're moving stuff around 
So it was like, okay, fine, we can do that. Um, and then uh, on the Friday of that week, and that was that was like early-ish March, so I met up with a friend, um, went out, little, little knowing, um, you know, what was coming. So I'd been in, uh, I'd been in Liverpool. I'd been to the, uh, the Champions League and, um, and in fact, I'm sure I was there for Bournemouth as well. So I'd done, I'd done both, um, came home, met up with a friend on the Friday night. Um, got home, started feeling a little bit like I had a cold coming on. And it generally felt like a cold. And it, it, the way it manifested itself, it felt like a normal cold. And I get cold, you know, I had a runny nose, I had a sore throat, I was coughing and sneezing and all of that sort of stuff. But I thought under the circumstances, I won't go back into the office, I'll, I'll work from home. I'll self-isolate for a week because whilst I think it's a cold, you know, if I go out coughing and sneezing, people might lynch me or something. So, <laughs> so I stayed at home yeah. for another week. And then the week after that, they brought in lockdown. So I'd already been at home for two weeks before I then was told we, we're working from home sort of indefinitely. Um, so I think I must be on week 11 or something now. And, and frankly, I'm over it. Um, but I, I, you know, I've been following the rules. I've been inside. I've, you know, I, I haven't actually even been great about going out once a day for exercise because the nature of the job that I do, it's all about people. So, so we've been doing like 12, 12 hour days because all, all we're dealing with is COVID and how we're managing COVID in the business. Anyway, this is a podcast all around football. So, <laughs> but we can't not mention the fact that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, so right. I think. Uh, the fact that we've all managed to retain some level of sanity. Um, and yes, I, I have done a number of quizzes. Um, I think, I think I'm over quizzes now as well, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it is one of those things. So let us move on. Um, you know, we're all still here to talk about it. We're all relatively healthy. So we'll take, we'll take that as the, the positives from this. Um, project restart. So, so Molly, if I could come to you on this, and I, I suspect we will sort of flow into some of the things that are falling out of Project Restart, but does it feel like this is the, the right time for you in terms of us looking at uh, Premier League football coming back? We've obviously got the, uh, the Bundesliga as a, you know, as a model to, to sort of take lessons from. How are you feeling about it? At first, because they announced it quite a while ago, didn't they, that it was coming back. Um, they they thought kind of June. And at first, that would... I don't know whether it was timing or whether it was a government method for distraction, but at the time they first announced it, I was quite annoyed because it felt insignificant compared to everything that was going on. And it felt like, well... And I'd... I kind of felt a little bit like, well, you know, you're potentially putting football as you've acknowledged that everyone's got to stay at home because it's potentially dangerous to go outside. So, you know, your footballers, your yeah. managers, doctors, ambulance guys that are be there, security guys that have got to be there, extra police. Why are their lives less significant? And just because, you know, footballers get paid a lot, why are you 
potentially putting them in danger. Now, looking at the, you know, the Bundesliga and, you know, the guys are being told off for, for how they celebrate and there seems to be a lot, you know, everyone's got a mask on, no one's sat next to each other. That, although it's safe, it's obviously for safety, it feels a little bit redundant when they're on the pitch tackling each other. So I will say that. However, again, again, you know, there have been these ways of testing. Everyone's getting tested twice a week. You know, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we, we've never experienced this before. But I was when it first came out, I just thought there's there's bigger things and it was kind of the height of the pandemic. Definitely we were feeling it in QA and I know they were feeling it in England as well. And then to announce the return of sport just seems so crazy and, and um, just not necessary but, at yeah. that point. However, yeah. things are yeah, starting to open up a little bit now and, you know, they're easing restrictions a little bit now. So, yeah, it's kind of is falling in line with what is going on in the country um but again it just depends how they do it you know if they're rigorously tested and and the other thing is that i just i don't think footballers you know and this is a tricky one isn't it because you're gonna get you know i i just i don't think they should be forced to play either if they're genuinely concerned about about their health or if they live with more men then there was the things coming out isn't there where they, they had to spend yeah they, they would spend the time away from their family and it, it was six weeks isn't it it's a huge amount of time and and again I just don't think people should be forced into that position um so it's a difficult one when and that was I suppose my reaction when it first was announced it yeah. kind of feels now like the footballers are comfortable it kind of feels like they're happy with the process. Um, and obviously the Bundesliga started and there's been no issues there. So they've got a model to, to work with. And so all of that is making me feel better about the situation. Mm. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a massive hypocrite. I was always going to watch. Um, <laughs> we all were we all were <laughs> no that was never in question <laughs> but, but it did it? <laughs> but I don't know and again but we were in Kuwait where we were we were not even allowed out of the flat so you know it maybe it yeah. felt different here and um, it felt more comfortable here more secure I'm not sure so I'm interested to see what you guys think so I mean, well, let's let's build on that. So, so Amy, Kate, I mean, I don't know whether you've even whether you've been able to watch any of the Bundesliga since it's restarted, but there there seems to have been certainly in the UK there's been a bit of a a flip flop um, from the government uh, in terms of their view of football or footballers. Uh, um, so from from you know right at the very start, like basically calling them out and saying they should be doing more because they earn a significant amount of money more than and bearing in mind that's only really at the top of the pyramid. Um, right. To suddenly saying that you know you know football is a national sport and it'll be a morale booster if it comes back. So you know on the one hand. Um, 
they w- seem to want them to put their own hands in the pocket and then expect them. And I, this is this is me kind of paraphrasing somewhat. They want their performing monkeys back to take people's minds off the fact that you know things are a bit shit out there. Um, so I don't I don't know kind of how it's been filtering through to you. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the the news and various other things but you know the same question to you but but really with those sort of additional bits in there it, do you think this is the right time how do you feel about the the project restart well okay so it's it's a little bit different for us um you know we don't have the luxury of going to the games day in you know every week right or yeah. twice a week or whatever we're meeting up with our supporters groups or watching it in our homes, you know, we're far enough away, but we also get to watch all the games that are at three o'clock. And we, at least I, I can't speak for everybody else, but like I said, I, I live and breathe Liverpool football club. So my weekends are around football and what, you know, what am I doing? Okay. Liverpool's playing at, you know, five thirty in the morning, not going out, you know? Um, so for me, it was, it was a, kind of a, a thing that was like I missed it so much but with the pandemic and everything and when it first came out and they're thinking June and I'm thinking that'd be there's no way that's going to happen because I just didn't really feel like we had control um around the world let alone you know in my own you know in the United States about how yeah. to handle it this is something completely new um Leaving politics aside, doesn't matter who is in charge. This is this is about what's best for everyone, and and how do we, you know, keep from people from, from it spreading from people because it started in one place and now it's hit the entire world. How do we continue to make it safe for everybody to live and figure out the new normal? So I just didn't really. Um, my mind was more of. I didn't even believe that they, they, they could really get started. Um, I just selfishly didn't care when it happened. I wanted it to happen because I wanted us to lift the, lift the trophy. And I know that's kind yeah. of, um, you know, in the end game, it was like, I don't care when it happens. I just, you know, let's get this back to normal or, or whatever normal is, you know, safe. And if that takes until, you know, 2021, I don't care. I want us to lift that trophy. But, you know, is it the right time? I didn't think that this was going to happen. I was like, there's just no way. Cause I just didn't feel that we were progressing enough now looking back and you know, exactly what Molly said it. Um, I'm not going to you know go back and say the same thing, but I, be- I believe what she, she said was true. How can we sit there and put their lives in danger or, you know, why is it more important than anything else going on? Um, but you know, the model that we have in Germany and they shut things down sooner. They, they were, um, they, they've been a great role model um, to show us that this can happen and we can do this. And, you know, I'm absolutely fine with, you know, no fans in the stadium. It's going to be different. But if that's what we need to do to move on with the world until we can get a handle on this, um, I'm okay with it. But maybe I'm saying that because I can't be in the stadium every week, you know. So maybe my view is different than somebody that can go every game and they're missing it you know so it's not really fair to 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 you know put lump everybody in the same because it's it's different um but i just 
I think it's important to have something to look forward to and football is something to look forward to, but we've got to do it safe. And if the fans can't be there, you know, I think we need to respect mm-hmm. that. And, and I think that if the players um, feel comfortable going um, and, and doing this, then great. But if they don't, they, sh- they shouldn't be forced. There, there shouldn't be, it's not, it shouldn't be about the money. Um, and no, and I, I feel I'm, like that's to be part fair, of the reason. So I, I, I think ultimately, you know, and like I say, you know, all politics aside, ultimately we are living in a capitalist world. So therefore at some point it will always come down to the money. Um, yes. There is, there's, there's another part to that, which is, um, you know, there's, been all this talk around the fact that all of these games will be on various platforms some of them will be free to air in the uk some of them will be on bt sport some of them on sky other other things so and what you know whether you're watching fox or nbc or whatever it is in in the us mm-hmm. um so there's so there's that side of it because you know there's been this whole debate about the the clubs having to give a rebate back to the broadcasters because they're not actually delivering the product that the broadcaster has paid for. Um, and that's partly, you know, there are no fans in the stadium and we understand that, but, but to, to the point on the fans. So there's been a, there's been a lot of uh, talk in the, in the papers over here. Um, and I'm presuming, you know, because of social media and all the rest of it, you, you've seen that around identifying some games there's been whole debate about using neutral venues or not about a certain number of games potentially being in neutral venues because they're Mm -hmm. high profile what have you and a number of those are involving Liverpool in fact one of the ones they've been talking about is the Merseyside derby which would be our first game back at Goodison assuming it took place at Goodison so uh, I do have a question which is and I'm sure other people have asked it more eloquently than me but I'm curious as to why there seems to be this perception that football fans have no ability to control themselves when when a football game is on and would go and turn up outside a stadium they couldn't get into for a game that they couldn't see uh, you know in person but is actually on the tv um when you know we we've seen some so very recently certainly over here pictures of like thousands of people on beaches and in parks with no social distancing you know just pe- people doing doing ridiculous things because that you know they perceive the lockdown to be over in inverted commas so i'm just sort of curious as to to your your view on that and then i'll i'll pass it over to Molly, partly because obviously the, the our first game back would be the derby, and you're back in Liverpool. So I'm curious right, as right. to your perception, Molly, when we get there, because you're back in the city. Okay, so, so over to you, Amy. Sure. Um. So that's that's definitely a topic that that you know I think a lot of us have thought about. Um. Again, being here, we couldn't physically be there. Um. So. As long as we get to watch it on TV, I think, you know, most of us are pretty happy. But here's something I'm going to throw out there. I know it's not the same thing, but we just had the anniversary of Hillsborough, which is so near and dear to the people of Liverpool and and so tragic and everything. And I don't want to, you know, get too much into that because that's 
That's so personal for so many people, but they couldn't have their, um, their final, um, service. They couldn't do what they wanted to do. And I really am proud to see how the city of Liverpool and all the fans respected the fact that they couldn't go to, to the, the ceremony. They couldn't, um, you know, pay their respects. They couldn't do the things that they normally would want to do. And they weren't out. They, they were respect. So, and these are Liverpool fans. It's the same people. So why would they not respect the fact that they couldn't go? You know, I think there's always going to be one or two people that are going to want to, you know, be the rebels. But I just really think that they're underestimating, you know, the people. I, I think that they really would do that. And I, I think the other thing is, you know, we, we, we say Anfield's a fortress, but it's around the roads. They could block all the roads. They could have the game inside and keep all the fans out. You know, it's not, yes, it's going to take people's time and money, you know, more police, more things like that, but it can be done. And we can actually have the match, the matches that, that are supposed to be at Anfield safely and in Anfield. I truly believe that. I, I'm not opposed to neutral grounds, um, but I don't think that it's necessary. I've, I'll be honest, I've never been to Woodison. So um, I, I don't know how it's all laid out. I know it's across the park and I can see it. Um, but, you know, I think that we can find a way, if, if, if that's what they're going to do and they're going to bring football back or any anything in life now. Mm. I know football's a big you know, cultural thing in, in England. And that's probably the the biggest thing. Um, but we've, we have to find new ways to, to get back to normal. Cause I think that's what everybody wants to do. And if, and getting back to normal means doing the daily lives of, of, of things, the sports coming back, the, the things like that. So I, I think that they need to trust in that. I, I think that, that, you know, Showing if, if somebody does try to do something, make an example mm. of them. Show them that this is what's going to happen to you if you do do that. You know, um, I don't think anybody wants to have a repeat of of any sort of disaster or any sort of um, you know negative thing. And no. I, I truly think that Liverpool fans, you know, we take pride in being a red, and and we do not want to be um, known as a hoodlum or or you know. They, I think I think. Um, if we've worked really hard as, as you know, now that we're global, it's not just, you know, people from Liverpool to, to really show that that's not who we are. And so I, I think people would want to respect that. And maybe, maybe I'm being really naive here, but I, I really feel that mm. we can do this, but we, but there's a lot of preparation and there's a lot of sacrifices that, that need to be made in order for football to come back the, you know, yeah. to to watch it I mean Molly I, you know I said I'd sort of come to you particularly because you're in the city but you know we've also got Jürgen coming out saying you know we just now need instead of just being the best fans we just now need to be the best stay at home fans um, I, but is that is what's what's the sense in Liverpool seeing as you, you're there now um I just, I mean, every city, every fan base has a handful of knobheads and they're <laughs> going to go out. But that's not, I 
personally, and again, I hope I'm not being too naive here, I don't really think that's going to be an awful lot of people for a few reasons. Nothing's open. The pubs aren't open. You can't, it's not like it's, you know, drunken hooligans because there's nowhere to drink. And also, you know, potentially going to a, you know, the, the game that's going to clinch us a title win with no ability to watch the game. Like it just, it's not logical that people will go and do that when they can safely sit in their own homes. It's all free. Anyone is going to be able to have access to these games. And the weather's glorious. Hopefully it stays that way. And, you know, you're going to have those two options. Go, not drink, not be, you know, potentially not be with your family, not watch the game even, or be somewhere to watch the game at. So I, I, I think people are going to want to see football. And the only way they can do that is to sit at home and watch it. Um, so I think that's one thing. Uh, and to be honest, you know, the handful of people that might turn up, that might try and go out and celebrate, the same people that are in the parks and on the beaches now. It's not a football problem. It's a stupid people problem. And sometimes stupid people also like football, but that's not, <laughs> that's not our fault. That's yeah, a, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. See them. And it's almost, I'm always quite not glad because I hope people don't get sick and, and pass this virus on from being out but I'm almost glad we're watching this this weekend because it's like no it's not us it's not a football yeah. thing it's a youth thing <laughs> and and it's yeah, a general no, it's a general problem and and so you know and the, and the thing, I am in this I mean the thing and, about it, yeah go on and and I just think you know I'm from a family of you know, I was born into being a Liverpool fan. I've got family who travel all over the world on a regular basis. They're going to stay at home and watch the match. And that's it. And and so, you know, I know a lot of diehard Liverpool fans and they're all going to stay home and watch it. And if we win, we're going to celebrate separately. When we can get together, we'll get together. But you know, and if that's, and that is the general feeling. I mean, I'm not actually, because I flew in from Q8 less than a week ago, I'm not allowed outside yet. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just from talking to people, I don't know anybody who's going to the grounds. Um, no, no, it seems like a crazy I, idea to me. I mean, the, the thing that I, I sort of find bizarre about this is that the games that they've highlighted so three at least three of them are liverpool games there's a there's a man i think man united newcastle or something and and uh and and uh, another game i can't even remember but there are so many big games and in inverted commas that haven't been talked about at all so the north london derby why is that not a high profile game that they would worry about people uh, turning up to when when both Spurs and Arsenal are still trying to get into Champions League places. Arsenal, as an example, are playing four of the five bottom clubs. Everything. Why would you know? Um, why would Watford or Norwich or um, Aston Villa fans not want to turn up to, to to try and encourage their team? It just it just seems farcical they're using this kind of 30 year stick and attempt to beat us for something we haven't even done yet 
Um, yeah. And I and exactly. I think it's I think it's partly because we we have such massive global support. And they've seen, you know, the scenes outside Anfield and they remember what the uh, celebrations were like after the, the Champions League win last season. But we are in a completely different world. And, uh, you know, to, to your point, Molly, it's not it's not about football fans. It's a it's about stupid people. And, you know, there was, uh, you know, and just just to um you know, to, to give a give a, a, a short example. So, so two short examples. One over here. So, so one of those VE Day parties. I don't know exactly where it was. Somewhere in the southwest, um, because there was a report in the paper um, about a week to eight days after they were all, you know, congoing around and sitting on the floor and doing ups upside your head. They had a spike of cases in Western Supermare in the general hospital in terms of admissions. Um, I also saw when they, um, I can't remember, is it, 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 and I'm not, I'm not connecting the two because I can't remember, but it seemed to me that there were a load of people who went to the, is it the state capitol in Minnesota some weeks ago? So before all of this George Floyd stuff started with like Mm -hmm. their, their assault rifles and things, um, demanding that they be let out to go for haircuts and whatever the hell else. Um, and then a load of them on the back of that contracted COVID. And it, com- it comes back to sometimes stupid gets what stupid deserves. Um, and, you know, I don't want any of those people to, you know, to, to, you know, unfortunately die or anything. But if you don't take it seriously, those are the potential consequences you're talking about. And what you're saying is that football fans are more prepared than any other group of the population to potentially die for the sake of being outside a ground to 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 not watch a game and i just i don't get it right i just i, I don't get that that mentality at all anyway um <laughs> i think <laughs> i think we've uh, i think we've established where we all sit on, the, on that particular <laughs> subject yes i think we do <laughs> Real quick, I, I think one of the things is the stigma of a football fan um, from many, many years ago, long before I was you know, watching English football, is still kind of lingering out there. And, you know, they're just a bunch of thick people that don't care and that, you know, um, that they're hoodlums and they're vandalizing. And, you know, it's it might have been back like that years and years and years ago, but that's not what football football's evolved. Fans have evolved. People have evolved. I think that, you know, they, they like to constantly remind, you know, Liverpool fans, you know, and, and belittle us. And it's not just about Liverpool fans. It's, it's all fans. I mean, the first, the, the, you know, when I think of a, a, a rough team, I think of Millwall. Now is Millwall still rough? I don't know. But the stories I've heard and the people that I've known yes, been here in the States. Okay. But, and I, I can't, it's not fair for me to say one way or the other, but, but you know, I mean, it's like they, they're going to have this stigma that they're always that kind of club. Now, not every single fan from Millwall is, you know, this, this kind of troublemaker, nor is every Liverpool fan going to be that way everywhere you are. And, and like Molly said, there's, it's, they're stupid people, you know, and, it's just you're gonna have them everywhere, 
And, and I just think that you can't hold everybody back because of a few stupid people. And you also have to get on because people are going to rebel. They've got to find the happy medium to, to move on with life because people are going to rebel. It, after a while, they just aren't going to take it anymore. And, you know, it might not be the right way to do it, but they just they can't take it. So we've got to find a way to make things um, bearable, whatever that is. Okay, so we've got um, we've got nine games left of the season, um, and you know everybody's saying you know it's it's inevitable. It's just a, you know a question of when we've got a twenty five point lead. You know at this point we haven't won anything, um, right? And you know people were la- you know kept laughing at me when I when I you know they sort of say oh you know you've won it and I was just like we haven't won it until it's mathematically impossible we haven't won it so we we are on the cusp and I and you know the likelihood of us throwing it away at this stage is infinitesimal but it still exists so um let me let me go through so we start off with the derby uh then we've got uh, we're in theory at home to Crystal Palace, then away to Man City, then at home to Villa, then away to Brighton, then at home to Burnley, then away to Arsenal, then at home to Chelsea, then away to Newcastle. So that's that's our run in now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, somewhat delayed from when we thought it would happen. <laughs> um, which uh, you you get to pick one game where you think we will mathematically have won the title. So, Amy, you get you go first. Which which game are you picking out of those? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, we only need technically need two games, but if Arsenal does us a favor and beat City, we could technically win it at um, Everton. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, now if that doesn't happen. It would be great to 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 uh, to do it at City, but um, I would love to see it at Goodison, you know, or wherever they end up deciding to play. But yeah, I, I think that Arsenal could do it. I'm being hopeful. I, I'm an I optimist. Have no, yeah, I have no idea with <laughs> Arsenal. They they they're such a schizophrenic club now. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea yeah. what they what they would do. But yes, it is entirely possible they could beat Man City. Um, it, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Molly, so same. Which, which game? Which game are you going for? I don't care. <laughs> I feel like we're going through this game. We have. So it's been so long since we talked about it. I, I, need, I felt the need to revisit it. I feel like it's like March or something. Like yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> And it's June now. Well, it will be June tomorrow. Oh, what the fuck? And also, like, it's like coming back. It's like the start of a season almost. Yeah, like, it's I know. Like, how are they going to play? No one knows. Like, <laughs> what? So true. Like, I just, I can't. I don't care. Just quickly. I just want quickly. Yeah. So if it's at Goodison, if it's the first day the league's back, that's fine with me <laughs> <laughs> so then it's then it's an eight game then home it'll just party. be an entertain like an entertaining few weeks where we just get to watch an absolute 
fuck ton of football for weeks after like nothing but yeah so that'd be really lovely but I just it just it's weird and and especially when you know they were talking about kind of cancelling I'd never thought they'd cancel a season and purely because of money um, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I never thought it would I was happen. like, nah, there's too much money in this. They're going to yeah. play whether the entire football teams get COVID or whatever. They'll play because they're too concerned about the money. Um, but, you know, we've been through needing two wins. We've been through um, <laughs> months of lockdown with no barely any form of entertainment we've been through people wanting the season over i mean yeah, yeah. so just quickly would be nice <laughs> so we yeah. can just enjoy I mean, it they, uh, you know if, let's just get the, the wins <laughs> yeah. oh. it's got it's got to the point where you know the literally they have thrown everything at us to try and stop us winning <laughs> this title to to the point that they've you know just like global pandemic that'll that'll yeah. do it um, yeah. that'll stop so, him yeah that'll that, stop that'll, him. that'll stop him exactly let's let's have a global <laughs> pandemic so that liverpool doesn't win the league whatever it takes for liverpool not to win the league <laughs> there is a there I'm is not a, having the, it. You know, the, i am not yeah. having it <laughs> there is a there is a lot of like null and void merchants out there who are just grinding their teeth now, and, I, and frankly, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. Um, but the, <laughs> the, um, I I have a feeling. So this is this is you know just a, just a feeling. I have a feeling that City will be Arsenal, um, but I think we will be Everton because it, assuming we play, and I'm assuming we are playing at Goodison without the fans in there. I I don't think I mean I, I you know they they do and I mean, you could say the same about Anfield but I think Everton isn't that intimidating unless you've got that and we've got a very good record there so yeah I completely take your point around how will we come back and play will we be sharp enough all of those sorts of things um, but I can see us winning at Goodison and City beating Arsenal, which then gets us to uh, winning the title in front of Uncle Boy, uh, which I would be fine, <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah. because I can't bear that old-faced old bastard. Um, How do you really feel? Don't hold back your feelings. You should, you should express yourself. It's healthy to just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Tell I've, us how you really feel. <laughs> I've, I've, I've ranted on a few pods about the, the most miserable seven footballing months of my life under the stewardship of Roy Hodgson. So I'm not, I'm not revisiting that. Not now we have Jürgen. He's taking us to the promised land. Um, I love that man. <laughs> I I don't know. I can't even find anybody who's a, a an opposing team supporter who doesn't even through gritted teeth they they can't say they don't like him. I I've, I've struggled yeah. to find anybody yeah. who who's there's no know, one out there. There's nobody out there. So, you know, we are we are extremely fortunate in that. So, yeah, I I'm sort of I, I'm thinking it might be the Palace game, but I'm I'm with you. I just want it done. So, and ideally, the sooner the sooner the better. Just sort yes. of flipping 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 that. You know, there's been a lot of stuff, uh, sort of in, you know, in the media from you know chairman and CEOs and various other things. So, you know, 
we 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 don't necessarily we won't necessarily be able to influence all of it. But you know, do you have any <laughs> candidates you'd like to go down? Um, you know, thinking about what's happened over the last few months, Molly, do you have anybody you want to nominate? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think there are a few likely candidates are the Norwich kicked up quite a fuss, um, haven't they? But I don't know. I don't, it's it's tough, isn't it? Saying that you want to see people go down. Uh, well, not for me. Um, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us how you feel. <laughs> so, so top top of my list of West Ham, if if for nothing more than Karen Brady, who is a hideous human being. Oh, um, I forgot about her. Yeah. Sorry. So, so that's, no, that's fine. Time ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is literally. So, so no. So Karen Brady's at the, at the top of the list. So, so bye bye West Ham. Um, then after that, um, probably Watford. Um, because whilst I've kind of got, you know, I've got some time for Troy Deeney, I think, I think he and Watford, you know, have been a bit arseholy about it. Um, now having said that, if they survived, you know, they've done a lot of stuff in terms of, you, you know, turning their ground over to Watford General, you know, for the staff to use and various other things. So, so, you know, they're not all bad, but I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily shed a tear. And, and the other one, is only because I know for my friends to get tickets, it's really, really difficult, would probably be Bournemouth, purely for the size of their ground. So not because, I, you know, I don't like Eddie Howe or I don't think they don't play decent football, but just purely in terms of away ticket allocation, I might have to go for Bournemouth as my third. <laughs> because the fact is, it's not going to be, it's not going to be anybody I really want to go down. You know, it's too far in the season for for anybody to plummet far enough down from from the teams I really yeah. just so so that's what things. <laughs> Amy Kate, any anybody you want to nominate? Throw in throw in the bucket. <laughs> you know, I to be, to be honest, it really isn't something I've thought about. I've thought about the fact that it's unfair for with nine games left, anything could happen, and if they decided to to you know say, okay, this is it, here's the line, you're going down, they didn't even get to finish their games, and they could have maybe scraped their their way out of the bowl to 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 stay up. I felt sorry for that, but other than that, I, I was so focused on winning the league that I couldn't even, until you had said, I couldn't even remember, because it's been so long, who's actually at the bottom, because I just didn't care, because all I care about right now is, finally, after 30 years, Liverpool's finally getting what they deserve. Because last year was so heartbreaking. We were so, so close. So, I haven't... I don't care at this point. I mean, I know it's not, not what you want to hear, but I don't care who goes down. I, I just... No, you know, can, can, can I throw United in there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, just, not- let's just nominate... If I can nominate somebody, and it doesn't really matter... Where they are on the table, let's just put United down there. Let's get rid of them. Okay, so so United, <laughs> United, Everton, um, and West Ham's. Still. There you go. <laughs> because I can't bear Karen Brady. Um, so just 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 briefly, have you and uh, have you and Jack talked about the fact that we might actually win <laughs> win the title at Goodison? 
uh, assuming that Arsenal do us a favour? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a definite no. That hasn't <laughs> been a topic of conversation. <laughs> but to be fair, like, Jack was all for kind of, I mean, and, and for exactly the same reasons we were for kind of putting the seat, like, just you know, how can we ask these men to, to go and potentially put themselves at risk and, you know, how, you know, potentially, you know, putting more pressure on hospitals and things for the sake of football. So he's all for, doesn't, you know, didn't think it should be played, but he was like, they should just give Liverpool a fucking title. <laughs> like, and as I say, this was coming from an Everton fan. He's like, who's fucking catching them? Like, th- there's no way. <laughs> like, you yeah. should get the title and not even with an asterisk or a special plate rather than the trophy or whatever. He's like, he was like, there's just no way. Um, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm not the asterisk bit. I've heard that, but like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be given the actual trophy. We should be given something else instead because we haven't really won it. Oh, do you know what me? I, and I, I mean, at first I was God, like, God, this is dreadful. Like, I'd rather fucking, you know, win it next year than than have all this ifs and buts. And my dad just went to me, no, Molly, it'd be the ghost goal all over again. <laughs> and I was like, Sorry. yes, it would. <laughs> I've, oh, I'm I've on board now. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care if somebody puts an asterisk around it. It will still say in the record books, right? Liverpool 1920 Premier League champion. So when other when we get um, the other thing I, I just wanted to to throw out there was I just I just did a quick count. Do you know what the number 45 signifies? I'm out. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know. No 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I've just done this on the hoof. It is the the points gap. Between Everton and Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just thought I'd share. <laughs> wow. Uh, currently, so we don't know what the, oh. the final point of this will be. Um, wow. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, I don't know why, but I'm grinning from ear to ear hearing that. That just really made my morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, 37 is, is the gap between us and Man United, if, if you wanted to know. Always. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so, so there, so there we are. We, we, we are on the cusp. We are on the verge. We really, really hope we do this very, very quickly. So, we come to any other business. So, um, anything that, uh, we we need to uh, plug or you want to make people aware of or um anything else that we think is is coming up or has been on your mind um amy kate let's start with you um gosh wow um i want to say thank you guys for having me on this was a lot of fun um i'm i'm really excited to to see what you know, what ends up happening here. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle the, the trophy and, and celebrations. And, and is this going to be a year later? How's everybody feel about that? I'm curious to see how that unfolds. 
Um, I know a lot of people um, that are listening know about CopCon, so I just wanted to briefly kind of share with everybody. Um, well, well, please do, because I, I'm not one of those people. I sort of stumbled across it by mistake. So, so give us, you know, give us the two, two minute sort of Cliff Notes version of, yeah. of it and what's okay. happening. So, so basically, so I'm one of the founders. There's me um, and um, three English blokes. I'm the only American bird. And we've started a last year Champions League. It'll be tomorrow, actually. Can you believe we won yeah. the Champions League a year, one year tomorrow? Um, so we had a, a big event, a three-day event in Vegas. It was, you know, celebrating um, the club Champions League. Um, we had former players. We had Howard Gale. Um, we had David Johnson and um, Roy Evans there in Vegas uh, with us. We were meant to have June 18th through the 21st. We were having the second um CopCon, but with COVID and everything, it's been postponed indefinitely. We're waiting just to find out when it's safe and financially viable to do so. So anybody that has bought tickets, um we those those tickets will be honored. Um and you know of course if people want refunds, please contact us. Um we're we're not gonna hold your money if you if you want that back. Um we're hoping that you know a lot of people will just you know go along the ride with us. Um, we're working really hard to, to try and get this back on, but until, until we can, um, you know, it's just, it's on hold. Um, yeah. we, we probably won't have the same, um, players cause you know, but originally it was going to be David Johnson, or I'm sorry. Um, David Faircloth, Bruce Grobelar, Howard Gale and Roy Evans, um, Anfield, Index was going to join us, Redman TV. Um, there, it was, it was just going to be this huge, big party with Liverpool fans. We had a big pool party, a events night. We had a Beatles band there, um, an Irish band. We, we had this whole event oh, planned. Wow. And it's really, it's really kind of heartbreaking that we, we put a, our heart and soul for a year into this, but it will come back, just like everybody else having to do the same thing. Um, we're going to have to look for new. Um, new legends, of course, because I don't think that yeah. you know a year from now we don't know how it's going to be. But you know, hey, if they want to come back, they're more than welcome. We we you know we're working on that. What we've been doing in lieu of that is Cop Connects. So on um, Zoom, um, every other Sunday we've had a mystery player, and they've come on, um, and people fans would get to ask yes or no yes or no questions, and um, once they figured out who it was you got to do a Q and a with them. And then Mark Kenny, who is just one of the partners, he's um, an amazing musician from Liverpool. Um, he's um, just, he's incredible. I can't speak highly enough about his talents and what a genuinely great guy he is. He's um, does all the music for CopCon and um, he performs and we um, all end with, we never walk alone with everybody on zoom, holding up their scarves from all over the world. And it's been a really good fun way to kind of get through all of this um so if anybody wants to join us for for cop connects um you can get a hold of me um on facebook twitter and instagram um amy kate or amy kate 8 lfc is my twitter and my instagram and also through copcon it's at copcon events on both twitter and instagram and we also have a facebook group join the facebook group 
um, and you'll get the password and the invite for a, and anybody can join us. We are limited right now to a hundred places mm -hmm. um, to 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 join and play the mystery um, with, along with the the mystery player, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing and would love to have anybody that's interested to join us. That, that would be a lot of fun. It's been, we've, it's been, um, really kind of a fun way to get through lockdown. We've had, um, Bruce Grobbler on, um, Steve McMahon and, uh, last week was Aldo. So, um, Ooh. you'll have to wait and see who's next. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, so, what, what will happen when we, um, uh, when we put this out on on Twitter, it will have your it will have your Twitter handle on that anyway. So when people okay. listen to this, it, they they can connect off, and then they should be able to track you down through the rest of it. But but absolutely, and we will obviously because Anfield Index was going to be there. I'm sure they would have been promoting it anyway. So so no, that's yeah. fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks it, for telling us. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, it, certainly, it, I certainly wasn't aware of. It. Well, I just we would just want to, it's it's for fans by fans. I just want to do a little shout out to my Copcon partners, Mark Kenny, Danny Greenwood, and Alex Malone. Um, Danny's in Edmonton, and um, Alex Malone writes for This Is Anfield. He just moved to Victoria uh, to Victoria to um, Vancouver Island in Canada, and um, Mark Lovely. Kenny in Liverpool. So excellent! Another international group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Molly. Anything on your mind? Anything you want to let us know about? Uh, over to you. The floor is yours. Uh, I don't think so. What I've really enjoyed as part of this lockdown is, I suppose, people. I think the well, I know Liverpool have because they're, they're the ones that I follow. I assume other clubs have as well, but Liverpool are obviously our focus, um, and the unions we care about. Um, the way that they've kind of used social media and I kind of feel like although it's been quite funny and quite humorous the kind of yoga zoom calls <laughs> with the I team and the singing happy birthday and you know the effort players are going to to kind of connect with people using social media and obviously that's up everywhere yeah. and just kind of seeing another side to these guys and, and the real personal touches and the efforts that they're going to 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 continue to connect with fans uh, but my favorite has been the uh the uh, pre-yoga zoom call <laughs> <laughs> they, they have been they have been very amusing um i've also been uh been loving um millie's work um on social media he he, tr he truly has mastered the medium um you know there, oh, there, God, there's, yes. no, there's no point there being a parody james Milner account anymore. He's out of parody, he's parody no. account, and, he, and he's been funnier. Than oh, absolutely. Ever was. Um, so, and again, I, that's that's appreciated by all fans. I think, like, like yes. there's like, I mean, Jack obviously is the the only person I've spoken to in the last few months, really. Um, but like, he's a bit like follow James Milner, and he'll say to me. Oh, Molly's counting tea bags, or like he's doing, like, he, and it's, it's in a, in a similar way to everybody loves Jurgen Klopp. Everybody loves James Milner as well. So that's been really yes. nice as well. He's, he's my favorite current player uh, because of 
his personality and everything about him, you know, everybody, I, I really am biased. I love our entire team. You know, we, we are so lucky. Stevie G will always forever be my number one, you know, yeah. all time player, but like Milner, I just, I can't get enough of him. Like he is my every week, you know, <laughs> you know, player crush because he's just hilarious. What is he going to do next? Cutting this, you know, cutting the perfect ground. You know, I remember his, when he first got on Twitter, um, or is it, maybe it was Instagram. I can't remember. When he first got on social media. He, he does posts on there. And then he goes flashback Thursday to when I just started yesterday onto, onto, uh, you know, joining, um, social media and his Easter egg, you know, oh, they're, they're with the, with the mini Easter eggs and he has them all out in clusters and he got the calipers and he's like, this is what Easter's about finding the perfect the mini egg. Size of, yeah. 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 And that, I'm just like, it's fantastic. Oh, he the humor on him. So, so no, I, I think the I think generally the the their uh, social media work has been has been fantastic. But <laughs> but a couple a couple of specifics then from me. So I've I've been loving Bobby Pavino's post lockdown look. He's, he's oh my like god! An extra, an, an extra from Saturday Night Fever or a porn film or something. Did, did he get it's a perm? I mean, did he get a perm? I want to know what's going on with the hair. I think that's his natural hair. Is is what I think is is it's grown up because he. Well, I don't know. Is the short answer. I genuinely <laughs> don't know. Um, but but the second thing is, and I and I know it's a few it's a few months old, but we haven't spoken for a few months. Even now, when I go back and, and watch it, it, it has me crying with laughter. Do you know when they did the office spoof about trying to come up with new concepts for social media for the, the Chacal oh. products? Oh, with, with the George coconut Henderson. stuff. Oh, my and, God. That uh, was hilarious. Robert and um, oh Joe So, yeah, so Matip. Uh, Firmino and Lovren. Oh, and Curtis Jones. That was, oh, that, yeah. was, that was a piece of genius. So, so I appreciate. I forgot it. about that. Oh my God! Yes. They'll be thinking, why are you talking about something that came out like three months ago? Well, basically because we haven't spoken for three months. So yeah. We're already well, just getting into it, but it is it is a work of genius. I love yeah. I love Bobby Firmino just going knowledge. He's <laughs> <laughs> just it's. it's it was so great when I was, I was literally tears laughing so hard. There was tears coming down my face with that. And I, I forgot about that till you mentioned it. It was great. Um, yeah. what, so, so what they've been, done. It's been, been fantastic. That. Yeah. I've been loving that. But also because over the last sort of eight, nine days, we've had many, many anniversaries of yeah. winning stuff or being in finals. So certainly over the last 10 days, you know, we've had the miracle of Istanbul. You know, we've had mm-hmm. we've had um, you know, obviously, sort of replaying uh, Madrid last year. We've had yep. you know, so um, Istanbul and Rome in '77 were both you know the same day. Oh, well, yeah. you could say Istanbul was 25th and the 26th of May because we didn't lift the trophy until 25 to one in the morning. But anyway, put that to yeah. one side. Started on the 25th. 
Um, so, so, so it's just been it's been lovely. Um, although I'm desperate for new football, it's been lovely right. to to relive those memories. And and you know, long may they last. And plus the fact, every time I go on to BT Sport, they 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 keep replaying our our four nil demolition of Barcelona, <laughs> which I will What's never that? never get tired of watching again. No. Ever. <laughs> no, that that's that I think is going to go down in history as one of the best matches next to um you know istanbul itself you know um at least in my my lifetime because it's been 20 yeah. years, well following time of 22 years those two matches i mean it, yeah. it's incredible so um i had a right. i had a sort of well it was, i wouldn't say it was a spat i had a, I had a slight conversation with a um one of my oldest friends in the world is a, is a season ticket holder at arsenal um doesn't mean he doesn't get on my tits he does <laughs> uh, we had we we, we had a sort of a, we're having a conversation on twitter and he copied in uh one of his like arsenal mates who um started sort of saying to me oh you know it, it's been 30 years and this that and the other and you know um you know we what you know we're invincible blah 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 and i went yeah 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 you know fair play to you i said and you know fingers crossed we will win number three. He sort of said, oh yeah, you've been working 30 years. I said, yeah, but in that time, I've also been to four Champions League finals and seen us win too. So, you know what? Still winning. Um, <laughs> also yeah. beating Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even bother mentioning that because it, it, cause he just went, yeah, alright. And he just shut up and went away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I am, you know, there is, there is that bit about, you know, it, you're always going to get opposition fans trying to give you a bit of shade um but you know that's why that's why i desperately just want us to get over the line now so like you say i don't care about asterisks or brackets or right. whatever anybody wants to say nobody can say you know as weird as this season has been we haven't been the best team all season and we haven't deserved oh, it yeah. so we just need to mathematically get there and then the rest of them can go fuck themselves so <laughs> Yeah, real quick, um, I, have a, I have a thought yeah. on that. Um, on, um, of course, they all can fuck themselves. That wasn't the thought, but you want to question something? That no, sorry, elaborate on that. No, um, I, I was thinking about this when we were talking. Um, so we have two games left that we need to, to win in order to mathematically win this. So, what do you, or yes, um, one of the things I was thinking about is. There, there will be possibly, you know, anywhere from seven to six to seven games left after we, depending on the situation, you know, that, that it doesn't matter how we play. Obviously, in my opinion, we don't just quit because, and, and let it go. You know, we want to win it and win it big. Do that. They're but, too they're too professional. They're too badly right. focused on the goal. So yeah, right. It's it 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 still matters, you know, because some fans are like, well, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, to me, it does. But my thoughts are, what do we do? Do do we? There's there's the likes of Curtis Jones. There's the the um you know some of these up and coming oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, oh, you know right uh, some of these players Rhea that and Bruce. Brewster. Well, I think Brewster's still on loan, but but yes, I mean. Oh, of course he is. He went to Swansea. Swansea, it? Swansea. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. You see, it's been yeah. so long. I know. Swansea. I know. It seems like a lifetime ago. But what an opportunity to give them, 
not everybody, not, I'm not saying go play the, the Academy, but I, I, what are your guys' thoughts on maybe bringing up some of these players to give them some first team opportunity and, and, you know, still of course have, have the, the other players there, you know, I'm, I, I don't know how, um, you know, some of the first team players are going to feel about sitting the bench, but I don't know. I mean, there, there's, you could t- you could do it so many different ways. Do you give, do you give some of these, you know, young players some opportunity? Do you rest the, the, you know, the Firminos and the, the Mane's and, and, and Van Dyke, you know, just to give these other players, cause it doesn't matter. Do we, do we not, we play full force like we normally do. Like, what are your thoughts on that? How do you guys, what do you guys see this going as? What would you think should Klopp should do? Or what do you think he might do? Ollie, do you want to, do you want to kick off on that one? I mean, I think obviously the most important thing is the first few games. I think we've got to play completely full strength. Absolutely. Um, but after that, but I mean, it's, I think Klopp will do what, what needs to be done, but the, there's the argument to obviously rest but they've had a lot of rest. So is it a case of building back up and, and not just training, building back up that kind of competitive... Um, endurance. And endurance, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what Ma- it was. Match staying. Um, <laughs> yeah, like match fitness, not not just general fitness, because I'm sure they've been keeping fit, but there is a difference, isn't there? Uh, and also potentially preparing them for, you know, how the league is going to play out next season because I can't imagine a situation where the league starts in September and there's people, there's fans in the stadiums. I don't think that's a realistic possibility. So there is something, I think, to getting the top players used to a completely different atmosphere as well. So um, I think it's probably going to be a combination of the two, really. And and luckily, I'm in a you know we're in a position, and we have been in a position for the last few years, um, where I completely trust the manager to do what is the right thing to do. And if it's a case of, you know, we see after you know hopefully after we've won it, we see the kids come out, and you know we see we we see them get a run around, or we are seeing you know the the first team guys playing week in week out to get their endurance back up their match fitness uh, and as I say I think there probably is something to getting used to a quiet stadium I think I think that is going to I'm not you know. saying it's going to have a massive negative impact on players but it's certainly something um that will you will they will need to grow accustomed to yeah that's a very good point I think is that something that yeah, they're not cool. used to. I was gonna say not, that's something they're not, something used, they're not to. used to, right? No. But here's here's something the 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 players like Curtis Jones and and Ryan Brewster, they play in the academy games, and it's kind of I've I've been able to watch some of them sometimes on LFC TV, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Like they're playing in yeah. practically empty stadiums, so you know they're Maybe used to it. Bit there. Maybe there's a bit there about demystifying playing at Anfield with with very few because they don't often get to get to play at Anfield. Uh, like you say, most right. of them are, are at Wood and, and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've been the odd game. So um I I I'm sort of with Molly on this because I think that, you know, we, 
Klopp will do what he needs to do. We also Absolutely. need to remember that you know for those later games, some of some of them they they will you know we will have won the season, but there will be other things that will be riding on those games. So, for example, when we play Chelsea, right, which is like the penultimate game of the season, you know, mm-hmm. will they have secured Champions League football? Will they still be fighting for it? Um, you know, we play we play Brighton about five games in. Are they, you know, are they still outside the relegation zone or I think? So I think there's a bit about being careful about how much change you make to the team so you don't then get accused of, you know, and not respecting the integrity of the competition in inverted commas. Um, absolutely. But I, but I absolutely see it as an opportunity to do some more blooding and, and give, give more of those players more minutes. The other thing is I don't know how many, you know, appearances some of them are racked up, but it might be an opportunity to get a few of them over the line if you have to have a minimum number in order to get a Premier League Champions medal. So, you know, I, I, like I said, there might be a sort of calculation bit going on. But but lastly, I mean, like you said, they've, they've had, you know, two and a half, three months off. Um, we don't know when the next season is going to start. It's probably September, but we don't exactly know when because they're still going to do the FA Cup. UEFA is still talking about doing the, I mean, I know we're not in it, but they're about doing the Champions League final and the Europa League finals. Then there's got they've got there's got to be some sort of break before you start back. But obviously there are no Euros, so actually this is this is this is a off season which wasn't supposed to be an off season. So right. I, I think there's an opportunity there in terms of further conditioning. But the one thing that we haven't talked about, and I'm very conscious of of time now because um, um, you know we we we're well we're well probably over an hour now. Um, and I and I don't you know I, hopefully people find this interesting, but I you know I don't I don't want to sort of stretch their patience. But one of the things we haven't talked about on this particular pod is transfers. So yeah. whether we think we're going to do any transfer business, and also then what is the potential bedding in period for for any new players? Now you know we look at somebody like you know Minamino or you know Kate has been very unfortunate with injuries, but we actually have players already on our squad who who've yet to properly been able to make the contributions that they want to make so i think there's a, i think i would i would maybe expect to see more of, of people like shakiri minamino and kata than i might some of the younger kids but i but that doesn't mean i don't think some of them might not make an appearance Hopefully yeah that's that a good point well one, one thing that i think we all can agree on whatever does happen we trust Klopp into in doing what's best for yes. the club and for the players. And and that hasn't been something that we've always could say we would have always trusted the, the, the manager. But I think we wholeheartedly, you know, trust and love this man. And, um, you know, we, certainly do. we know we know whatever it is, whatever decision he makes, even if we don't understand it, we know it's probably the right decision. At least that's how I feel. <laughs> Uh, that's that's right, and I think I think that's a perfect that's a perfect way to to finish this pod to just to finish by saying <laughs> in Jurgen we trust. Um, so, <laughs> Absolutely. So I will just wrap up by saying thank you very much to Molly and to you, Amy Kate, for joining me for this latest edition of the Liver Birds. Um, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you've enjoyed us, and goodbye. 
life goes on day after day hearts torn in every way so fairy cross the mercy cause this land's the place I love and here I'll stay Social Podcast Network.